0: go where no we gotta go what the hell are you talking about Steve this is important go where that's right go where what happened in your room are you listening what happened in your room is not an isolated incident it is something that is happening everywhere everyone so where are you gonna go where are you going to run? Where are you going to hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 104. With me today is Jessalyn as always. Hello. We got a few movies. We got some stuff today. We got the return of a segment that I haven't done in a while this week. It'll be coming up soon. We have a movie of the week which I have not seen in about 30 years. And let's get this party started because we're going to go over a movie that we kind of already went through before. But now that I saw it, I want to go through it even more. Yeah. Because um, when you first watched *Widows*, we talked about it briefly, and I really didn't. You really didn't say too much about it.
1: No, because I really wanted you to see it. And
0: you didn't want to ruin anything, yeah. So. Um, the movie's *Widows*. Uh, it's set in Chicago, um, and it's about four women who uh, try are trying to get money to pay off bad guys because their husbands or boyfriends were thieves and they ended up screwing over mob uh mob boss gangster person and they uh
1: politician
0: splash yeah politician (laughs) and they are all killed yeah so um so now these ladies unfortunately are being pressured by the gangsters to get that money back that their boyfriends and, and husbands stole hmm And there's twists, turns, Liam Neeson, uh, all sorts of stuff in this movie, and...
1: And everybody else. This cast is star-studded. It
0: is a star-studded cast. We had um, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, who's in this mm-hmm. movie, who... Um, you said when we were watching it, this is her probably her best role since you saw Resident Evil.
1: Yeah, best performance since <laughs> Resident
0: Evil. <laughs> now, <laughs> see, now we have to watch that movie, The Assignment, because I heard she's really good in that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes.
0: So we'll watch that one at some point in time. Viola Davis was great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong performance by her. We had Elizabeth Debicki, who did a great job also. If yeah. you know who she is, she was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. She was the gold queen lady.
1: And the, the Cloverfield Paradox, which even yeah. if you didn't like it, you have to admit that she's pretty good. Yeah, again.
0: she's pretty good. Yeah. She's a good actor. I and like I,
1: even if you didn't like Widows, I knew you were going to love her. Yeah, I
0: like, well, I like her anyway, but yeah. I did like this movie a lot. I'll just say that mm-hmm. off the kind of off the top here is that, yeah, this is a very good movie. Yeah. It's directed by Steve McQueen. He, he's the one who did, um, what was that, 10 Years a Slave? I was 12. 12. 12 Years a Slave, I'm sorry. He did 12 Years a Slave. Didn't see that movie. Uh, so I had really nothing to go on with him as a director, but after seeing this movie, he's very talented.
1: Yeah, and Gillian um, Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. Right, yes. The novel. She wrote the screenplay for this, so I had very high hopes. Right,
0: yes. And just like the filmmaking... The, that's going on in this movie is great I, I really liked um, the shots they had uh, how they gave you just enough information throughout the movie to keep you going and keep you in it mm-hmm. I think that was very important because if they just shot everything out to you in the beginning it wouldn't have been as impactful I think so um, yeah just just how they the sequences in this movie are done and how they're not telling you a few things really works for this movie agreed uh, Brian Tyree Henry is really great. He's like the main uh, mob guy for one of the South Side wards of Chicago, who is who is campaigning against Colin Farrell, who is another person um, vying for this alderman spot in mm-hmm. Chicago. Who's and,
1: uh, Robert Duvall plays his father, who is the alderman. Of right. That.
0: So he uh, uh, and he was I think he was taken out of office probably, or he was retiring or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Both of these guys are gangsters. And there really are no good people in this movie. There are no heroes at all. Everyone's pretty much a, I wouldn't say bad guy. They're See? all complicated. Wow. Oh yeah, let's hear yes, it. Yes,
1: they're all complicated, but I would call mm. Veronica, Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, and Elizabeth Debicki good people who got mm. caught up in this. And right. Did they steal a lot of money? by the end of the movie? Yes. Yes, yeah. they did. <laughs> but and, they were threatened by Tri- Brian Tyree Henry.
0: But also, though, too, which is, this is something I wouldn't do at all, is that they never um, they never ratted on their partners, ever. Right. They, mm-hmm. they knew about it, but they never ratted. So, I mean, that can be construed as, I mean, not being a good person, even though you know that the person you're with is doing something wrong. Right. Which, I mean... If it's your husband or your boyfriend or anything like that, they're yours, they're with you, so you protect them and you stand up for them. So I can understand why they didn't do that. Yeah,
1: and it's also a mistrust of the judicial system, uh, of police, which is completely and utterly understandable. And this movie also gives you that.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya Kaluuya is also in this movie. It is a departure from uh, Get Out and... uh, black mirror episode
1: black panther he wants black you to panther, know that yeah. he's not just that guy yeah, he
0: plays a fucking gangster yeah. in this and he's pretty scary <laughs> he <laughs> is he's intimidating and i liked his character in this movie a lot yeah um which is good i like that he's getting a, uh, getting a range of, of different roles here i really want to see queen and slim which i so haven't do seen I. Yet.
1: yeah
0: uh, so i can't wait to see that one uh, of course, Liam Neeson's in it, Colin Farrell, John Barenthal has a small role. Yeah,
1: don't get attached to him.
0: <laughs> uh, Garrett Dillahunt, he's in this movie for a while, too. Um, Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, who's, he's a Chicago <laughs> actor, and they actually film part of this movie in the Fireside Bowl. And if you're from Chicago, you know that the Fireside Bowl, at one point in time, was a punk rock club, where a lot of punk rock bands played. And I actually went and saw a few bands there when it was that, but now they reopened it again to be a a bowling alley. Because at the beginning it was a bowling alley, and no one bowled, so then they put punk rock shows, and then people wanted to bowl again, and so they took out all the punk rock shows, so Mm -hmm. now it's bowling, and it looks a lot nicer than when I used to go there. Yeah, (laughs) you mentioned that. When I was a teen and a little older.
1: And I do love that it's set in Chicago and it's filmed in Chicago. It's clear that they filmed yes. everything in Chicago. Maybe not everything. Fine. Right,
0: but a lot of the establishing yeah. shots and in areas that they are is yeah, it's Chicago. You can yeah. tell it's Chicago. Mm-hmm. So this is a definite yes movie for me. You, you should check this one out. This one it did okay at the box office. It didn't break records or anything. It did it did well. It didn't. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't a flop at all. I mean, people saw this movie. It's just not. Talked about as much because it wasn't really recognized by the academy and all those fucking morons. So yeah, it got
1: nominated for like nothing. Not nothing, I, I think,
0: think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, check this movie out definitely. I liked it a lot. And um, I know you were waiting, you were, you were chomping at the bit to oh see my this movie God, again.
1: Yeah, yeah. A plus for me. It was probably a solid A when I saw it in the theaters, but seeing it again made it so much better for me. This movie is excellent. Yes. A plus. It's a good movie. And it's movie. 2 hours and 9 minutes, so it's a big deal that I'm giving it Yeah, no a+. shit.
0: It didn't feel like 2 hours and 9 no, minutes it doesn't. at all. It was real goes, fast. The it's a very fluid movie. Mm-hmm. And it it'll show you like the scenes throughout the movie, then it'll cut back to something else that happens and that just kind of keeps the movie going.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: just you you're not bored at all. So this is a definite watch for me.
1: Yeah, cuz it's a heist movie kind of but it's a drama at its very uh-huh. core, I think. Maybe even a thriller, maybe. Uh, yeah, thriller, drama, yeah. I would
0: say. You know, I think I have to establish now every single movie that we watch what I think the movie is. Okay. As what kind of genre it is. So yeah, I'm a drama thriller, I mm-hmm. guess. Drama? Thriller. <laughs> it's a driller. Right. Uh, our next movie, which is kind of the, the opposite of this one, is, is the Betty White movie first lady of tv
1: yeah this got dropped on netflix uh i don't recently i guess i just noticed it and my my mom was in town spending the night with us and we were like betty white documentary because (laughs) betty white crosses so many generations she's a cultural icon for so many generations so all of us were like betty white yes
0: so I, I was, this is an only like an hour movie. Half of it is is all these people who work with Betty blowing her, and the other half is about her life. So yeah. uh, it's I cool knew to learn nothing
1: about. It. Yeah, yeah, same.
0: I knew a little bit, but not too much. Um, I Actually, yeah, I think someone sent me a nude picture of her one time back when she was very young, not very very young, but but young. Right. And I was like, whoa! Did Betty White did nude shots? Holy shit! But um, <laughs> but it goes through pretty much her whole career, and mm-hmm. it's cool to learn about it. From, like,
1: the 30s to yesterday. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so if you like Betty White, check it out. Yeah. And that's about it, really. There's not much to tell, other than learn about Betty White.
1: Yeah. She's, I mean, she's an incredible performer. Yeah, uh, she is. And it was fun to learn a little bit more about that, and fun to learn about her personal life. And she was interviewed, she was a part of this documentary, so listening to her talk about her personal life and her professional life was really interesting.
0: good. Our next one is, I finally finished watching this movie and you did not want to watch this at all. It's uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah,
1: but I did like sort of half sleep, but also listen to the terrible dialogue. I had to
0: shush you a few times during
1: this movie. <laughs> you threatened to leave the room. I did. And watch it somewhere else. You <laughs> had
0: a few drinks, so you're a little talkative, you got talking about how shitty the movie is and... As much as I wanted to agree with you on certain points, still at the same time, I was just like, shut up. You want to watch it, I get it. <laughs> I want to watch a movie. Oh, Put me in handcuffs, damn it. Um, but yes, this movie, the monster scenes in this movie are awesome. I liked them a lot. I liked the battling. I liked Rodan. It was fucking awesome. Uh, he's one of the, the Godzilla's foes in this movie. Along with Ghidorah and a few other monsters running around. They don't really name too many of them. But if you're a Godzilla fan... You'll know some of these guys. Uh, Mothra is there. Doesn't do much. But the, the fighting's really cool. But the whole human aspect, which I understand. You have to put the human aspect in there to connect with the audience. I understand that. But next time, make it better. I mean, the story sucked. The people's intentions in this movie were stupid. Um, I, I didn't enjoy that part. I thought it was... It it wasn't done well, and I like Michael Doherty. I like Trick or Treat. I liked X Two, X Men Two, which he wrote. Uh, but the but the the battle scenes were fun. I had a good time. Nuclear Godzilla was fucking awesome, along with Rodan and King Ghidorah. And it's cool to see these these movies now compared to thirty forty years ago, sure. where it's a guy in a suit and everything, and they're just all small buildings and you're limited on the things you can do but now you're pretty much limitless when you have the backing of a big studio and japan and and all these other foreign countries who like godzilla that that we're lucky that we're we're getting these movies now too because uh america that we're getting these films because there were so many released in japan and we get them so much later and I, I don't know how many Godzilla movies there are, and I'm not a huge Godzilla fan. Like, there's some people who are just fucking huge Godzilla fans. I'm not. I watch a few of them. I liked... Um, God the the. I didn't like the fucking American one. That was horrible. But uh, uh, was that Versus... Godzilla Versus, I think, was the name of it. Shit. It uh, was, was a good one where... I'm fucking up the name, but it's the one where he fights pretty much all of his enemies and different Godzillas he fights... He actually fights the Godzilla from uh, the American one with Matthew Broderick, and he kicks the shit out of him. It's great. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can remember that. <laughs> the name of it. I think it's a Godzilla Versus or some shit like okay. that. It, it's a fun one. Then there was uh, the Shin Godzilla movie, which I really want to check out now, which is not necessarily what... Uh, your attention isn't pointed towards Godzilla. It's pointed towards the people in the city with Godzilla and how they're handling it. Right. Which they totally fucked up in this Godzilla King of the Monsters. So I would like to see something from their point of view. Newer. Kind of Yeah so I'll have to check that one out soon.
1: Yeah. And you know, the dialogue is lazy. The yes. actors are sleepwalking through this movie. Yes. And you yourself said in the very last podcast that when you have a budget this size, there's no excuse for there this. Is, movie yeah, to be
0: there is, yeah. There absolutely there is no excuse for this. Uh, but monsters were good. Okay, and and I think that's a big reason why people go and would see and, and see these kind of movies was because of the, the the action and not our human characters. But at the same time, why couldn't you make the human characters good along right. with your big characters you who relate. don't even have fucking dialogue? Yeah.
1: Can't relate to Godzilla or Ghidorah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe Mothra, but, but that, yeah.
1: yeah. Maybe you can relate to Dr. Emma Russell, Vera Farmiga's character. Not if she even, no. It's interesting and was written well. I, I yeah. think I
0: connect the closest with Rodan in the movie. <laughs> Rodan's badass in that film.
1: <laughs> D minus.
0: D minus. Now, I haven't done a segment like this in a while, and it's called. Action Prime! <laughs>
1: ah, you know, it has been a while. It has
0: been a while, and you know what? I, it's this if you haven't heard of Action Prime yet, I pick a movie from Amazon Prime <clears throat> from the action category. And it has to be Amazon Prime and it has to be free and everything. And I review it, and it's usually like a 70s, 80s commando movie or like a, a post-apocalyptic film. And I watch it, and I have a great time. And I watch it without you. And then I'll do this, do this segment, and I and I pretty much just inform you and Jessalyn about what I watched. So, Action Prime. This time we watched the Devastator or the Destroyers. Depends <laughs> on which country you come from, I guess. Uh, this movie is uh, about. Um, <laughs> there's this one guy. He he was in like a. Uh, the army, in a platoon, probably in Vietnam, I'm guessing. And he finds out that his his fornal, former colonel or commander or whatever uh, was killed, So, or he was murdered. He doesn't know. So he goes back into the town where the colonel is living, meets with his wife, and she says, like, yeah, all these people around here are corrupt. There's weed growers around here. They run everything. The police don't do shit. Help me kind of thing. So this guy, he goes... Um, He tries to figure things out, and of course, the people of the town attack him. uh, The weed growers, the mobsters, the cops and everything are against this guy. uh, And they think they kill him at one point in time. But he kind of escapes and goes back home and heals up, and then he calls his war buddies who used to serve under this commander that they murdered. And they all come and join forces and blow the fuck out of this town and burn their weed fields down. And it's an all-out war
1: sounds like a tragedy
0: it yeah it kind of does
1: but also you usually do the action prime voice
0: i do i do but it starts to hurt after a while when i keep going like this yeah but i I,
1: felt like maybe it's because you actually kind of enjoyed this movie it was all right it was an okay
0: movie i uh, (laughs) there um there's tons of action explosions there's many people killed couple good guys die. And you know, you know there's one thing I always see in action movies from the 70s and 80s. What happened? There's always this one character in each of these movies. And you can look it up. Every single one. There's always one guy. A little chubby. Very bearded. And he wears blue blockers. Watch any fucking action movies from the late 70s through the 80s. And there's going to be one of those guys.
1: Was it Ox?
0: It was Ox, you're <laughs> I right! I knew it, I Ox, knew it. Ox, yeah. he was like... They're
1: often named Ox, I feel as though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name was Ox. Uh, okay, if you like these kind of movies, if you want to go back in time and see these kind of cheapo, kind of... Um, godfrey ho kind of movies this is actually better than a godfrey ho movie it is <laughs> yeah.
1: at least comprehensible it is coherent. it's
0: it, it is coherent that's what's good about <laughs> it um sound effects aren't all that great in the movie okay there's some decent explosions uh lots of gunplay most of the action ramps up towards the end of the movie a lot of it's set up uh but it was fun i had a good time watching this i was fucked up kind of when i watched it too. so i think this what you gotta be when you watch this film Action Prime. Anyone have an idea for Action Prime? You let me know, <laughs> and I'll watch it. But it has to be on Amazon Prime because there's this other movie I watched too with Robert Patrick. We actually watched it. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs did it. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I forgot the name of it. I
1: forgot it too. But <laughs> right. <he laughs> but did. I
0: wanted to do that movie, but unfortunately, it's not on Amazon Prime. And I'm not following my own rules, and who the fuck would I be if I didn't follow my own rules? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like the Destroyers more than the Devastator because when they say the Devastator, they're only talking about our main guy here, Deacon Porter. That's a fucking hell of an action hero <laughs> name right there. Deacon Porter, Ox, Spencer, Bartlett. Those are those are those are badass names for the, this kind of movie and this kind <laughs> of squad. Um, would you ever think you'd want to watch one of these with me sometime? And just I, they're 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 ridiculous i like, don't
1: know i think sometimes i do with your movie <laughs> of the week <laughs> yeah Mutants. sometimes you do um
0: there is one i want to do at some point in time it's a chuck norris movie and it does kind of work its way into what society is today but i'll get to that one at some point um i have to find the movie again i'm not sure where it is but uh action prime coming back
1: but you can't get mad at me for verbalizing how stupid it is like you did with godzilla
0: well i well okay well i'm watching godzilla to see this
1: movie
0: (laughs) i'm watching this movie to fucking fuck with it that's the difference is like i knew this movie was gonna be what it is i didn't know exactly what godzilla would be Mm -hmm. that's the difference Action perm. <laughs> Check <laughs> out
1: the Devastator. Sorry, the Destroyers. The you destroyers. like the title
0: better. Or the Devastator. Depends <laughs> on who you are and what you like. All right. Coming up next, our movie of the week. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. Our movie of the week is the 1990 sequel to Extro Extro 2: The Second Encounter. What a great sequel name right there. Yep. The second Encounter.
1: Get it. It's an alien.
0: It's an alien, right? And you know what? I didn't figure out what Extro really meant until yesterday. Mhm. So I was thinking about this, okay? Extro the original, which I haven't seen. And we just watched a review about it yesterday. And you seem to, like you really want to see this movie yeah, now. You, but you
1: can't find it.
0: Right. I mean, you, um, $100 for the DVD, or you can go on YouTube and watch it with in Russian. In
1: Russian, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> it's not readily available, like Extra 2 is. Now, Extra 2, which was on YouTube, mm-hmm. a pretty decent copy, too. Widescreen and everything.
1: Yeah.
0: I first saw this movie about 30 years ago. Uh yeah, about thirty years ago, maybe nineteen ninety two, so close to thirty years ago. And it was like right around when my parents divorced, my dad moved into this one place in Chicago, it used to be the old Dr. Scholl's uh, factory where he made all the insoles for shoes. And it was called renamed to Cobbler Square. And they they made all these all these different places into like studios and lofts mm-hmm. and my dad being single not having that much money he had to get a, like a, a studio apartment <laughs> and then I would go visit him on weekends um, but this like whole complex was cool because right in the middle they had like these fountains and everything it was outside it's but once you beautiful when, now yeah, yeah sorry but once you go in it's all like brick and stuff and it's kind of creepy very quiet except for like the, the walls in the in the apartments were very thin because I can like hear the, the person next door's alarm clock going off and stuff It's very very thin <laughs> So yeah, I would stay with my dad on weekends, and in his complex they had like washing machines and workout bikes, but they also had like a Red Box thing there. Or it was like Red Box, but it was like a vending machine for movies.
1: Cool, I'd never seen anything like yeah, that before
0: Red Box. It was cool because I then I saw this movie in one of those boxes. I was like, oh, wow, what is this movie? Where's Extra 1? What's Extra 2 about? There's an alien on the cover of this. I gotta (laughs) check this out. My dad never had an account with that kiosk, but we did go out and rent movies one time, and we used to go to this one place around the corner. It was 99 cents for classic movies, and then new releases were like $2. Uh, Classic movies I think you can hold for a few days. New movies you had to bring back the next day. Um, and I remember Extro 2 was there. I was like, yes, Extro 2, let's watch this. Never seen the first one, who cares? Who gives a shit? Um, so uh, I watched Extro 2 when I was a kid, and I liked the movie. It was very much a ripoff of Alien and Aliens. Yeah. <clears throat> but now after watching it, this movie is kind uh there's a couple other properties which I think ripped this movie off, which I'll get into in a minute. Okay. So, uh, the synopsis of this movie is, military scientists discover an alternate dimension and, subsequently, aliens with an appetite for human flesh. So, the alien in this movie is like the the alien in aliens where something pops out of someone's body Mm -hmm. and grows and then starts attacking everyone in this underground kind of like Resident Evil movie looking uh, lab where where they're testing out interdimensional travel Mm -hmm. so they send out a few scientists or whomever for this interdimensional travel thing and then we get to somewhat see what they're seeing in the vein of like alien the movie aliens where the marines get to go into like where all the, the the alien hive is and they see they're able to see their point of view it's kind of fuzzy and everything it's very reminiscent of that scene of Aliens. Where we get to see this world, a very fuzzy world, and it reminds me of Stranger Things, the Upside Down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Stranger Things ripped off Extra 2, because our one of the characters that they sent through comes back in infected, and they end up infecting other people, and the monster gets out, and you go on a lockdown, there's a monster tearing people apart, very reminiscent or, of stranger things, so the Duffer Brothers got some explaining to do,
1: yeah, maybe, yeah,
0: I think uh, they borrow a little bit from this movie.
1: They did make it more fun.
0: they d- oh yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. oh yeah., uh, this is your first movie where you get to see Jan Michael Vincent.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him before. And 1980, or excuse me, 1990 was like, you know what we should do? We should replace Sigourney Weaver with a 45-year-old has-been action star.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know Jan Michael Vincent, he was a pretty big actor back in the day. He was a good-looking guy. He was a leading man. Mm -hmm. TV shows, movies, and he got into drugs, got into accidents and car wrecks and everything. You can kind of see some of it in this movie. Uh, I believe you look at his throat. And there's kind of a divot there to show where he had a tracheotomy done. Mm,
1: His voice is...
0: Very rough. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't look as good as he used to when he was younger, of course. But uh, he didn't age very well. Yeah. Uh, And lately, you know, there's a Rick and Morty episode where they did the interdimensional channel surfing. Where they did the, the... Jan Michael Vincent bit yeah. in there,
1: and I was like, "Who the hell is Jan Michael Vincent?" And I thought that was funny because yeah. I know who
0: Jan Michael Vincent is. i was like, "Oh, this dude's a shitty actor. <laughs> he had a lot of fucking problems, you know. And he pop up in a movie every once in a while." That's pretty much uh, our the main character of this movie. Um, there are a few more. I uh, her name's Tara Buckman, but I called her Party Animal uh, Linda Hamilton. Party Animal Linda Hamilton. <laughs> I wrote that down. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> she did look like party animal Linda Hamilton. <laughs>
1: she's she's got a lot of purple eyeshadow for a scientist, and that's sexist of me. I'm sorry, but she
0: does. She's got to look good for the alien. <laughs> got to look good for extra. Uh, then we got some other uh, actors. You were talking. There's this one guy who is in X Files that you recognized.
1: Yeah, and then I forgot to write down which one he was, but... Uh, Banes. Uh, Banes. Banes. He's the character okay. of
0: Banes, played by Nicholas Lee.
1: Who is Krychek from...
0: Uh, X-Files. X-Files. And now I remembered who he was, too. I didn't watch as much X-Files as you did, but I do recall him from that show.
1: He's a regular dirty FBI agent, if I mm. remember correctly, yeah.
0: And when I originally saw this movie... He really, really reminded me of Michael Bean in Aliens. Yeah, very much so.
1: Once you said it, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, like
0: the way he delivered his lines in certain parts, and the way his hair is, and like how he glistened and stuff—it was very reminiscent of, of either Kyle Reese or Dwayne Hicks. It was yeah, very, very mm-hmm. Michael Beanish. He ends up dying in the movie though, so. Very much Michael Beanish.
1: And because he was crycheck, and that's the first thing I saw him in, I didn't trust him for a second till he was dead. <laughs> Turns out he's a good guy through the whole movie. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he
0: actually kills one of the aliens in the movie. And that's pretty much the movie. It's 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 a by-numbers kind of alien rip-off. But it's not done nearly as well. And one of the main problems I, I had with it was how they incorporated the music in the movie. Now, when I look at some of these scenes and match them up with a movie like Aliens, do you remember the one part in Aliens where they they go into the area where there's all the secretions and people are all hung up on walls and everything? Yeah. Very little music. Mm Mm-hmm. Tonal, maybe.
1: Just like a heartbeat sound. Yeah, you get you get radars making. Yes, and
0: very low tones that are going on during this time. Now. With the, the parts of suspense in Extro Two, they're blaring music over it, and like there's no suspense. I don't feel like uh, I, I don't fear for anyone's life when this is You're going right. on. Yeah. Because this music's going on while they're watching these guys through their their monitors on this different planet or this inner dimension or whatever, and they're just blasting music, like uh, not like the characters, but there's music in the movie playing over it,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: there's really no tension there. Like you don't know, it's not. There's there's no cuts of, of reactions from people, which
1: Agreed.
0: really bogged this movie down for me. When I was a kid, yeah, I can. I'm entertained by this shit. There's I loved Aliens, and there's people dying. There's a, there's a pretty good kill count in this movie, and
1: they they're kind of gross. The yeah, they're effects, not bad. The effects are yeah. The,
0: the effects aren't bad in this movie, and the way they handled the the upside down world they go to is is okay. It's kind of cool. It it really, it helped my uh, my imagination kind of took over a lot for that part. To where they're looking in this interdimensional place and it's just purplish and can't really make too many things out. Which that part can be pretty scary. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately they had to blast fucking music over it yeah. and it kind of ruined the moment. Then there's just times where like Jan Michael Vincent or some of the soldiers in this movie that are tasked to stop this monster they're, they're hunting them down in this like... Like this stock, somewhat military, jock jam music is playing, mm-hmm. and it just totally takes you out of the movie.
1: Yeah, you're right. I didn't notice, but yes, yeah, I would have been so much more problem. into this.
0: Yeah, even with like um, the monster isn't all that great either. It's fine. Pretty <laughs> alien. It's yeah. It yeah. It, it looked like charcoal alien.
1: <laughs>
0: That's what I'll call it. And. Yeah, just, just some of those scenes just didn't work out for me. And, and it's unfortunate, because this could have been a pretty good movie. Yeah. With its budget and its and the talent they have in it. They could have done a lot with it. The setting they have, the sets they have are pretty decent, though. Of course, I think they probably just filmed it in some fucking... Uh,
1: Stage. No, no. It
0: looked like they, 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 were on, they were on location somewhere. Okay. It looks like they were... Well, maybe like the scenes where they're in the offices and stuff maybe Mm -hmm. but this looks like it was taking place at some factory where they they manufacture big tanks of shit who knows but so that's cool at least they they found a place to do this and didn't make up some two hundred dollar scaffolding scaffolding unit to make it look like you're in some yeah factory place or Mm -hmm. some underground area so that's pretty cool i like that uh, actions, uh, The acting is alright in it, too. Yeah. It's not horrible at no. all. It's it's very, very passable. You like some of the characters in this movie. There's that one blonde army dude who's pretty likable. You know, Definitely. He's, he's like a hippie dude. And, you're, and during the movie, you're like, I didn't think that guy was going to survive. And he fucking survives.
1: He does. And then he gets shot in the chest. And then he's... So, my problem, before I get into that, because <laughs> that's just an example of the problem, was the editing. The editing's confusing. Yes. And... There was a, a point where like one guy blows himself up and falls down an elevator shaft or something like that. Mancini, and I was like, wait, just what just happened? Yeah, Mancini, and then it turns out that he had also taken the alien out with him, and did he, neither one really of know. us yeah. noticed that.
0: I didn't know if he did or not yeah. because then there was another alien, then there was another alien after that. So,
1: but they were like there were like three chest bursts, so maybe there was yeah. more. Maybe there were more, more aliens like, more running around. But like that, like, I couldn't really see what happened, and then you cut to something else. I'm yes. like, wait, no, I'm confused about what happened in that scene. Can we go back there before we move on? Yeah,
0: there were, there were a few scenes like yeah. that.
1: And maybe it's not fair, because I just watched Widows, and that editing is <laughs> seamless. Yes,
0: that editing is great in that yeah. movie. Especially but. that scene where or Daniel Kahlia does, he steals the car, and then they follow him, and then yeah. you don't... And it's it's so well done because he steals this car from the women,
1: With and all the money in it, all the money,
0: in it and he's just driving away. It's just one shot, and he's driving, he's happy he as the money, and you see behind him, two headlights start getting closer and closer, mm-hmm. and they ram him, and it's just all that's all you needed. And that's you know, when
1: I start to dance around in my chair, yeah, you yeah, you were all you're yeah. popping
0: up and down like you had <laughs> to take a shit. I was like, are you all right? There? You're like me watching aliens, it's so exciting, right? 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 Yeah, it is. I mean, that's like your new fucking... To me, that's that's the part of Return of the Jedi where Lando blows up the Death yes. Star. You're all like, yes?
1: And I think you brought that up because my dad said that he wanted to see the car that they jacked. He wanted to see the scene where they jack a car. And I said, no, it's way more exciting. Like, they jacked a car. You just understand yeah. that. And it's yeah. way more exciting to just see them advancing on him.
0: Right, yeah, because you've established... Well, the thing, great thing about Widows too that I didn't mention, which I'm sorry, we're getting off talking about yeah, extra sorry, two, Widows
1: is so good.
0: Is that that movie is never fucking stupid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Never stupid, and there's never a point in time where where these women do really stupid things. Yeah, they do things that they're not used to, and there's some they pushback from it, but they learn from that and they work towards bettering themselves, and it's never it's never silly which yes. really makes that movie...
1: It's so well-planned. Viola yes. Davis even makes them carry what would what the money would weigh yes. so they can practice running with that weight on their back.
0: And there's a point in that movie, too, where you said you didn't catch this line by Viola Davis where she says, we need to do this like men. Yes. Not saying that they have to be like do what men do to do this necessarily they have to trick these people into thinking that they are men exactly
1: it must have been men yes, who did exactly. this yes yeah. exactly so
0: that's really great in that movie
1: yeah anyway sorry extra, extra two, two. <laughs> sorry we're
0: finding better movies to talk about than this one <laughs> but that's nostalgia for you man with, yeah. with movies like this is there one you can think of where you thought it was like wow this movie is pretty cool I enjoy it a lot and then you watch it later and you're like Wow, I was a kid back then, it doesn't hold up really. But then there are movies like, well, I'm sorry, I'll let you answer in a second, but then there's movies like, you watched and it was great when you were a kid, and then you come back and it's still really good.
1: Yes, definitely. I don't, put me on the spot, I'm like, (laughs) Uh, I can't think of any examples right now, but definitely there, that's happened to me so often now that I'm an adult woman, that there are movies that I think of where I'm like, ooh, no, I can't even go back and watch those again, I know I won't like them. But you are saying you went back to this and you were yeah. still like, it's still alright. It's
0: still okay. Yeah. It's not a horrible movie. I agree. Are, it's
1: not terrible. There are some yeah.
0: faults within it, but it's it's a very, it's better than Shocking Dark, let's say that.
1: Yeah.
0: A uh, movie reviewed back almost 100 episodes ago. <laughs> um, it's not that movie. It's way better than that. Mutants. Uh, Mutants. Mutant. Yeah. Shut up See about the, how bad that. Is. Yeah, that's another. That's <laughs> another one of those movies where I went back to watch it, and that movie scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I went back to watch it now with an uh, HD, and it like totally ruined the film for me. <laughs> but it wasn't a very good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you know what? There's a Wings Hauser movie I want to do coming up soon. It won't be next week. It'll be the following. All right. And you're gonna love it because you're gonna hate him. You, you hate him in all movies so even immutable. when he's a good guy
1: and, and that was just the kind of guy that everybody loved back in
0: the day <laughs> they loved the Wings Wingshauser guys even back worse the- <laughs>
1: like Gary Goldman said there were no Paul Rudds <laughs> back in the 70s and 80s <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were either sorry. Arnold or Rick Moranis <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, he's the worst. Fine. We'll watch. I'm sure he's a very nice man in real life. I'm not sure of that. He might also be the worst. Who, Rick Moranis? In real life. No, Wingshausen. Oh, Wingshausen. <laughs> no, I know Rick Moranis is the best in real life.
0: X. He quit. Doing everything to take care of his dying wife and his yep. kids.
1: And then quit acting to take care of his kids after she died. Yeah. And then decided not to do Ghostbusters twenty sixteen because it He's was smart. terrible. Yeah. Was like, no, <laughs> it was this script is awful. Or this isn't movie. a script at all. <laughs> or are they even gonna go by the script? <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> smart man. <laughs> Very smart man. Uh, we got eleven deaths in this movie, no breasts. Some pretty cool kills, the um, the exploding chests. um, The way they did in this movie wasn't necessarily, like, alien. It was kind of like, it reminded me a bit more of Nightmare on Elm Street 1, where she, her belly gets filleted, like, Mm -hmm. cut in the beginning, and uh, what's-her-face... Um, gets sliced in the bed. And she's crawling all over the walls and shit.
1: It's definitely like a vivisection, yes. not like ripping out of right. it. Right,
0: and this, the alien kind of fires out of it, and we get to yeah. see the alien hatch again through the, the the bad. There's a bad doctor in this movie right. too, or bad scientist, or whomever. Doctor Alex Summer Summerfield,
1: right? <laughs> he's like
0: some Russian guy. His name is Summerfield. Yeah, I believe that one. <laughs> uh, he's he gets infected because he gets scratched by. The host, which comes back through the interdimensional portal they have, Mm -hmm. and he starts becoming an alien and harboring an alien inside of him, too. And, like, the end of the movie, um, Jan Michael Vincent, he blows away the one alien with this rip-off of an alien, uh, machine gun that, that, uh, Drake and Vasquez have. Yep. Because they have, like, the arm on it, too, where it holds the gun up, kind of like that little lever thing that they have in, in Aliens. He has one of those, too, but... The lead army guy or special forces dude gets whacked pretty early in the movie like halfway through and he has his big ass gun and jam michael vincent gets it and blasts the fucking alien away and then he ends up um i want to say transporting summer summerfield back to the to the to the under the down under or underground or whatever the fuck you want to call it and right before he's transported back there, the alien busts out of his stomach, and then he's transported to this other dimension.
1: But it looks like he just blows up. Oh, he does. He just blows yeah. up, and he's tran- you're kind of confused by that it part. was the editing confused me.
0: There, yeah, the editing can be a little confusing <laughs> in this movie. Grade? What's your grade? What's your favorite part? Favorite character?
1: Um, solid C. Uh huh. My favorite character has to be Crychek.
0: Yeah, Bane's.
1: Um, yeah, Banes. Banes is
0: my favorite character, too.
1: Favorite part...
0: Is it because he's like, Mike, is he like, uh, um, uh, what's his face? Hicks. Because he
1: is like a Hicks, I guess. And I was, I fell in love with Hicks immediately when I was like six years old, and I didn't even know what that meant.
0: Same here. Loved Hicks. I loved Hicks, Hicks too, man. Yeah, I didn't know why either.
1: I think maybe my favorite part, (laughs) my favorite part is when, uh... Dr. Julie Casserly, party animal Linda Hamilton. at the very beginning, she's spewing out all these huge words and just stringing them together. And I don't know. Scientists, watch this movie. See if any of those words make sense together. Because I was just like, that was a lot of words that you put in one sentence. It, re- it kind of
0: reminded me of, there's this bit on In Living Color where it was, uh, it was Damon Wayans and he was like in a prison cell and he would just yeah. say a bunch of big words and they made no sense string together them all together but, yeah. it's, it, but it sounded like you knew what he was talking about <laughs> and they did it it quite a few of we those nine it did. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that was the whole joke of the thing that's what it kind of reminded me of
1: yeah i don't know that that part made me snicker a lot so that part you uh
0: baines is my favorite i like the whole elevator scene yeah. where where mullet scientist helps baines out and the the alien scares him off a ledge and he falls and splats. But then Baines rigs this elevator to to blow up because a shutdown happens in this facility and they're like almost a kilometer underground. So they have to and everything shuts off, they're trapped there. And what what's gonna happen is is in like six hours this whole underground base is going to fill up radiation so it can just kill everything in there because this monster's loose.
1: Which means that the Resident Evil movie ripped this movie off. Yep!
0: (laughs) So... (laughs) uh, So he has to... So either, one, they have to escape, or two, kill the aliens that are in this base. Which they end up doing at the end of the movie. They Mm -hmm. kill the aliens, and the countdown is finished, and Jan Michael Vincent lives, along with party animal Linda Hamilton. (laughs) and hippie army dude um
1: yeah he does
0: he lives yeah (laughs)
1: he
0: doesn't look too good yeah Yeah. he He got got shot shot, in the chest yeah almost in the heart there (laughs) i give this movie a c also yeah i still say check this one out though yeah it's fun at least it's a little fun there's some pretty cool effects in this movie It, it isn't horrible Nothing and about
1: it pissed me
0: off. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I thought maybe, I don't know, something might piss you off, but nothing did. Sweet. I'm always
1: worried that something will, but nothing did in this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we t- Jim t- Michael
1: t- Vincent is kind of pointless.
0: He is, isn't <laughs> he? <laughs> all right.
1: We had Crycheck. Yeah.
0: In a couple weeks, we'll have fucking Wingshauser. It'll be great. <laughs> all right. I think that about does it for us this week. We'll be back next week with Jessalyn's movie. I know what it is. It's an animated picture. Mm-hmm.
1: My first horror movie. Yes,
0: it is. That's what you classify it. I'll classify what it is next week.
1: Okay.
0: And this is a horror movie.
1: Thank you. Sci-fi
0: horror... Well, I'm talking about Extra 2. Sci-fi horror movie. (laughs) So I gotta say now what 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 I think these movies are, because people keep saying Midsummer's a fucking horror movie, and it's not!
1: I guess, but my movie of the week next week could be a sci-fi horror movie. There's a yes. in it.
0: I agree with you. I agree <laughs> with you. I do. But Midsummer isn't a horror movie.
1: It's a horror movie.
0: <laughs> sure. I guess. If you want to interpret it as a horror movie, then fine. Harry and the Hendersons is a fucking horror movie then. Because yeah. it horror- has a monster in it.
1: Midsummer's a horror movie that ends... It's like mega happy ending. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.